Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Bird 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good Wednesday morning, football fans. Appreciate you doing the early stream thing with us. That would be Mac and Mac, John McMullen, and Jody McDonald here with you on Birds 365. The countdown continues. We're almost within two weeks, Johnny Mac. We're getting close. Still seems like a uh, long way off. But uh, that with that is the type of year, the spot of the year that we're in, evaluating the football calendar, and everyone is looking forward to the draft. Not much as far as free agent signings go. It's down to not even a trickle. I wouldn't even call it these days. So it's all about the draft. And one of the aspects of the draft that we note here on Birds 365, and I even haven't seen much activity there from the Philadelphia Eagles. Other teams, yes, Philadelphia Eagles, no. Pre-draft visits that each team gets upwards of 30, not counting local talent that you can bring in and not have 
that count against your 30, but you got 30 guys that you can bring in and uh, talk to them, interview them, work them out as uh, you can agree to see fit. Um, I haven't heard any good names in the last couple of days. As per your count, how many of these, and I know that uh, not every piece of information gets out and some say they have met with players and others uh, say that that's not what their reports tell them. How many do you think the Eagles have done as we sit here 15 days outside the draft? Uh, well, let's see. Today is the 12th. Uh, so a week from today is the deadline. Um, can't have any more visits after the 19th. Okay. So, um, um, probably most of them are already done. Um, I think I counted 16 at last count. If you get up to 30 and they've done 16, well, it means they've got half their list potentially left. Yeah, that's, I guarantee you, that's what is right. It's more than that. Uh, That's what's made public. And usually, you know, sometimes the players themselves, like B. John Robinson, uh, confirm it. and, and, And if not, then it's the agents. Um, and there's just some guys that don't confirm it. And, uh, you know, so it, it's more than 16 is what I'm trying to say. Um, if you, you know, it's not like you can't do more than one a day, but, uh, you know, you can certainly, especially if it's offense, defense, you know, kind of split it up that way. Um, but I would say most of them are probably done just because, you know, same thing with the coaching hires we said, you know, Nick's interviewing 12, 13 people for these jobs, and we maybe get four or five of them. Um, How realistic are the other four or five, six? Probably not very realistic, but yeah, a lot, still a lot of uh, clandestine happening. Certainly in Philadelphia, is more secretive than most, I would say. Now, as far as the 16 plus, we'll put it at 16 plus. We believe it's more than 16. We don't know exactly how many, but they've still got a week to go and numbers to be able to use to get more people in here. What do you think the timing means? Because some guys did their pre-draft visit shoot almost a month ago. Uh, and others have done it either the past couple of days, the last week, and some might do it within this last week that you can do it before the draft actually takes place. Better to be early, better to be late. Is there an eagle track record here that the guys they bring in early or guys that they just want to check a box or so off and they're probably not going to draft or the guys that they draft late, the ones that they're really targeting? Do you uh, take the risk that you want to meet with a guy. And he said, well, to be truthful with you, there's a team that wants to meet with me earlier. who has got an earlier draft pick and that's where I'm from. And sorry, I can't do it on that day. We can't work out a scheduled date. You read anything to the dates on the players when they come in. No, no. Most, most of that is logistics and just, you know, guys are crisscrossing the country going to team. You know, you might want to say, you know, I've said this before. You might want to, meet with a guy and you call his agent and say, well, he's meeting with Tennessee that day. So it's got to move. Uh, and maybe you're meeting with somebody the next day and you want right. to move it a week, you know? So most of that is logistics. I, w- I would say, you know, maybe early is better because 
if you are up against the deadline and somebody's got a, uh, you know, can't meet with Philadelphia if you're in Houston, you know, that day. So, um, you know, if you're like, oh, we got to get in so-and-so on the 19th and he's already set to meet with a different team, you know. So I guess earlier would be the better, but uh, a little bit if, 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 but I mean, the Eagles have this set up. So, I mean, they're a team that, yeah, like I said, we're probably not going to get all 30 visits, but they used all 30 visits. Right. They will. We won't know about them, but bet your bottom dollar all 30 visits have been used. Um, And they have all that stuff worked out in advance. So, but for the timing in general, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't look too much into it, and you know, even for the players in general. I mean, it's more. I've said it time and time again. It's more information gathering than anything else, and um, you know, for whatever reason, there's a lot of times you like a kid so much, and you you might have met with him at the combine, you might have met with him at the senior bowl, uh, all that kind of stuff, and say we're lock stock and barrel. We, we, we know where this kid is on our board and, you know, it's not even good to bring him in. Um, right. Cause you're, you're signaling. Um, at least some people think you're signaling interest, but you know, then again, it's different NFL teams. They're not like us. <laughs> they're not like bands. They know it. They know what, what these top 30 visits mean. And, I've always said, look, you're not bringing in someone you have zero interest in. Right. But, and I brought up the Darius Geis example uh, either last week or a couple weeks ago. The assumption that all these visits are going well is, is, is the wrong part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you could have the visit and say, all right, we're done. We don't, we don't have any interest. Let's take him off the board or, or the opposite blows you away. So it can go, it can work both ways, but it's like, I always joke, there's never been a unsuccessful surgery. Well, there are, we, we, we see it all the time. Um, Tell that to, to Chris Maragos, there are unsuccessful surgeries. You never hear about them. There are unsuccessful visits occasionally hear about them but uh um i think the assumption is oh they brought in so and so so they're interested in so and so not necessarily but uh they certainly had interest at one point is how i would say it as an eagle beat reporter um and i know you're not gonna give away trade secrets here but give away what you can um i would think the most telling pre-draft visit that the Eagles could have had would have been Javon Carter um, because everyone wants a chance to spend uh, a couple of minutes, look the young man in the eye, ask a couple of pointed questions because whether you do or don't draft them, it's going to be decided in a large part by how, how much you think he's going to be coachable when he gets here, how much of an issue his behavior is going to be. Um, can you get anybody to say anything or is it standard if you ask six people from the Eagles who may know how the Jalen Carter visit went, do you get nothing more than I can't talk about that? Uh, will someone at least say it went well, it went fine. They're not going to give you details, not going to hold up. 
let, let me let me uh, fact you over. Let me uh, text you over uh, the questionnaire that we asked <laughs> and what his responses yeah. are. I know you're not getting that, Johnny Mac, but did you get anybody to say anything at all about how Javon Carter's pre-draft visit went here in Philadelphia? Uh, with, with, with Jalen Carter, it's and by the way, he's, I, I just saw today's visiting with the Raiders, which is the team that is supposedly taking them off the board. Well, that's, you know, so... That tells you about. Which, by the way, trip. do you believe that? No. They, no why are they visiting? Uh, no. I. I mean, that that report came out a week, couple days ago, and now all of a sudden they're visiting with them. Um, what are they visiting with them? The uh, uh, tell them solidify. They took taking, taking them off, off the board. board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now they might take them off the board after they visit with them. True. But no. Uh, for the Eagles. Um, if, if anything, I've gotten more um, hints that, yeah, he's on the board. He's in the mix. They're going to take him if if they can take him at ten. I don't. I don't think he's going to last till ten. Um, and 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 from their perspective is, you know, they want to. They want teams to take him off the board. They want teams to stop looking at him. And if that happens. Uh, I think they will gladly hand in the card and take on um, the gamble, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I think you uh, have to. And I think I've, I've said it pretty consistently now for about 10 days. That's the easiest decision they will ever make from their sort of foundational DNA, just from a football perspective. Um, position they value, position they need, Um value from the stand from his talent standpoint he shouldn't be a 10 but he's a 10 for a reason if that happens um yeah easy decision for them as long as they cross the barriers and say that you know he's not going to be an issue off the field which you can't know 100 percent, but you get right, my that's, point that's yeah. why i would attach the word gamble to him at any point that he gets taken uh, if he falls down to number 30 and the Eagles take him with their second first round pick, I would say that's still a gamble. Uh, could it pay off massive dividends if he's no problem whatsoever and he plays to the level that uh, he showed a college? Oh, it's one of the best draft picks ever. Or he could be a guy who never gets onto the field for you, that he gets in trouble, gets arrested, yeah. never plays it down. Then it's a gamble. Even though you passed on the gamble at 10, if you take him at 30 or anywhere, he's a gamble of a pick. He's a risk-reward guy, and we don't know yet what the risk well, we, we think we've got to grasp what the risk is, but we don't know what the no one knows what the reward will be. So that uh, that's what makes discussing the draft as much fun as it is. All right. I uh, wasn't planning on doing this, but I got to have some fun with this. Uh, we we rarely reference. We appreciate all you people who stream in during the show. I love the fact that you talk to each other more than you talk to John and myself. Because you're right, we, we, we don't reference it all that often. Uh, so uh, I, I enjoy just uh, checking out your conversations amongst yourself. Pretty entertaining, if you ask me. Ask me. Uh, but from time to time, uh, one does grab my attention because this was something I was going to bring up with John maybe a little bit later. But we might as well do it now. Um Everybody wants to play armchair Howie Roseman. Jody McDonald does. I asked John McMullen to do it. Uh, my call is on WIP. Do it. And, yeah, guys here on the stream. I, I, I'm not sure that I would do this deal if I were and uh, if I were Howie Roseman. You tell me, John. 
um, from STR8 Edge, straight edge. Uh, says, uh, hear me out. On draft night, the Eagles have waited to see if Jalen Carter falls to 10. He does not. But one of the top four quarterback prospects does. So the Eagles offer 10 to Tampa Bay for the 19th pick. And they get an extra fourth round and an extra fifth round. And they get Devin White as well as an addition oh, to the trade. I was so I thought four I thought we pick were number get to ten, Devin you White. get number nineteen, an extra fourth, an extra fifth, and Devin White. If you're how how quickly can Howie Roseman turn that one down, or how quickly can get can he get a private plane down there to pick up Devin White and get him to Philadelphia? Uh, it, straight it, edge. It, I got to give you a tip of the cap. You're a pretty damn good Eagle fan. Uh, you've got Howie Roseman. What's the word he doesn't like to hear used to attached to his trade? Please, please, please. Oh, that would be a fleecing extraordinaire. If you move down nine slots, get an extra four, get an extra five, and get all pro linebacker Devin White. Uh, hey, he's not an all pro. I think there's there's an uh, uh, a miss sort of, I don't know, because he was picked so high. He, uh, Is he never made an all-pro team? No, he was he was a Pro Bowl alternate and had a good run in the playoffs. Um, okay. He's actually been a from a from a performance standpoint, he's been incredibly disappointing during the regular season. He gets paid eleven point seven million dollars this year, uh, and he wants to be the highest paid linebacker in football. <laughs> he wants to get paid more than Roquan Smith, who has been in all pro uh, Roquan Smith, I think generated a second round pick and a fifth round pick. I was ready for this Devin white nonsense. Um, the Eagles don't play that position. They have the six, you know, again, and you can make fun of PFF, whatever you want, but uh, they had the six best offense uh, off ball linebacker in football last year, who they didn't want to pay in TJ Edwards. Right. Devin white was 74th. Out of 81, wow. he, he gave up 120 passer rating when targeted in coverage. Oh, and by the way, Jody, in 2021, he was 79 of 86. In 2020, he was 62 of 83. In 2019, he was 68 of 90. He has been a terrible football player, except, except in their run to a Super Bowl championship where he was awesome and I can't explain it, <laughs> but you know, maybe it's one, maybe he's one of those guys who only wants to play when the stakes are high. I don't know. He's got tremendous talent, obviously uh, from an athleticism standpoint, but he's got no instincts. He's terrible against the run. He's terrible against the past. And he makes over $10 million a year. And you think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to play Devin white. They don't pay anybody at that position. Never mind the top one of the top five, six linebackers. And 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 he wants to be number one. Right. He wants the, the Bucks to rip up his contract to redo it. He he Howie would run in the other direction from Devin White. Um and, and Devin Wright's pretty quick. Uh now could they talk themselves and the, we can make him into a good player? Yeah, I could buy that if they had to pay him $2 million. 
I could buy that and saying we could, you know, start the reclamation project. Man, I can't say no fast enough to that one. Um, yeah, I just uh, thought that it was uh, interesting that uh, people are, again, uh, doing Howie's job for him, coming up with uh, deals for them to trade down. Uh, oh, by the way, I don't think even if they moved up to, I guess if they moved up to 10, if they, they'd be tipping their hand to do something like that. I think Tampa's going to start with uh, Trask and with Mayfield next year. I don't think they're drafting a quarterback in this year's draft. Just my take on it. Some people, uh, and I'm reading two or three mocks a day, have Tampa taking a quarterback in the first round. I just don't believe that's going to be the case. I, I think they're going to give trial, Kyle Trask a chance, and if not, have Baker Mayfield as their uh, safety net. Uh, uh, hey, after after the top two quarterbacks in this draft, I don't know that there is anybody that I would say, oh, this guy's definitely going to be better than Kyle Trask. I think it's a two-quarterback draft, so I don't blame them. They're not getting either Stroud or Young, so why not give Trask a chance? Uh, but this is not uh, Bucks football. This is Birds 365. So we're going to continue to talk Eagles. We're going to do so with our buddy from down the shore, Mike Gill from the Sports Bash ESPN 97.3. We'll jump aboard next with us here on Birds Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. 
Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Got Magum Knack here with you on Birds 365 and joining us with his Nike something shirt. It's a little clip there. You're going to have to tell us what you got on today. Bandy? Gender-built? Is that Bandy? Anna, uh, where, where'd you get that in the gift shop? We know you didn't attend Vanderbilt. I like to switch it up for you, Jody. I know that you've now taken a liking to my different gear. I do. I have a- That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I have a different um, T-shirt for every college campus that I have visited. Nice. Uh, is that a, a an ode to Jordan Matthews when you were down in, in No, Miami? I was at the Music City Bowl when Eli oh, Manning right. was a freshman. He came into a game against West Virginia. West Virginia's up like 38 nothing, and Eli Manning's on the bench. They bring him into the game, and he darn near brought him back to win the game. And I was in Nashville at the time. I like walking college campuses, and I happen to walk – but, but, but real quick, since we've gone down this wormhole, favorite college campus you've ever, and you can't say West Virginia. Oh, wow. I've been to a lot of college campuses. Yeah, my cool. Lord. Um, my favorite, well, I, I, I've been to Yale like two or three times. That campus is beautiful. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, I, I recently, my girlfriend went to East Carolina and it is, I walked that campus and said, the difference between East Carolina and Morgantown, West Virginia, was just like, holy mackerel. Like, it was just all new and upgraded and redone. Whereas, I haven't been to Morgantown since I left. But by the way, Jody, I didn't leave them hanging. I brought my West Virginia mug for you today. Okay, Look at very, that very good. But, um, but the campus has not been – I have not been there since I left, really. I hear the campus looks a lot different. And by um, the way, the correct answer to that always – if you haven't been there, Hawaii? go there. Pepperdine. Okay. I don't know how anybody gets anything done at Pepperdine. It is well. I'm a northeasterner, man. I'm like the old architect, yeah. Yale. No, I've been to Brown. You. I've been to Princeton. Um, you know, those kind of old architects are, are my style. Yeah, I think I could learn to appreciate Pepperdine. Never been, but something tells me if I got there, I'd warm up to it. Um, how far was West Virginia? From Slippery Rock? Not far. Probably hour 45 to two. It's like up in like outside of Pittsburgh. Right. I was thinking you could do it in less than two hours. Did you ever make it to that campus? I did not go to Slippery Rock when I was in Morgantown. But my when I was in high school, my friend's sister went there and I was I went to help her move in. Oh, wow. So you were on the campus. But that was oh, before this you is were 19. on your... That was before you were on your uh, T-shirt buying yeah. binge. I, I was. This is nineteen eighty nine or something. I might have been in middle school actually. Uh, you, we we know that Mike Gill would have outgrown that middle uh, school T-shirt right, <laughs> right now. That that one's pretty much a given. All right, uh, let's get to the birds. I asked John this question. I, I get your take on it. Uh, he's a he's a beat guy, so he's there every single day. He knows. Is there a secret we're not figuring out about the Eagles' pre-draft visits 
Is there something with who they've asked and the timing that they've had them in, either early, either late, or guys who haven't been asked in at all, who everybody in the world has them at least considering in a mock? Is there anything we're missing on the Eagles' pre-draft visits? It's funny you ask that because we discussed this yesterday in light of, you know, we were talking about Mel Kuyper's mock and he had them trading to draft a running back, Jamar Gibbs, in the second round. They obviously have brought Bajon Robinson in. Now, I was trying to remember the last time they brought a running back in for a visit. And Jeff Kerr tells me it was Miles Sanders was the last running back. He wasn't 100% sure but he thinks they brought Miles Sanders in, who they ended up drafting. So by that proxy, would you say they brought one running back in? The last time they brought a running back in, they also drafted that guy. They don't normally visit with a running back. So the fact that they're visiting with one, are they playing their hand a little bit? Now, of the 16 or so players they have brought in, 12 of them have been offensive or defensive linemen. So if you're trying to find something we've missed, Jody, they did bring in one running back. When they brought a running back in in the past, they drafted him. Um, They brought in Darius Geis, as I often bring up, and they did not draft him uh, because he was reported to be yelling at Did he get into a a verbal exchange with a coach or something? Uh, Well, that was the report. I don't believe that report. I've said, you know, the the report which he's denied, the Eagles have denied, that he was yelling at Deuce Staley. And I told Jody that story, and I was like, well, if he's yelling at Deuce Staley, he's not, that's not going to work out too well so but it was an indication where i i mentioned to jody i think the assumption is when you bring people in you 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 automatically like them it always goes well there's an indication where you can bring somebody in and it doesn't go well and you take them off your board because they really liked him as a player um and the Eagles look at running backs i mean you know they've drafted guys in the second round you mentioned miles they they were had a lot of interest in Dalvin Cook, which was 2017, the same year they had interest in Christian McCaffrey. So they really wanted a running back back then. Um, it, it, it's not that they don't like running backs. They're well. It just starts in the second round. So forget about the first round. Forget about it. Um, well, and, and I guess you can to answer Jody's point of the question is. There is a possibility, I guess, that nobody wants to draft a running back in the first round, and this running back falls to the second round because of what we're talking about. No one wants to draft one in the first round. I don't see that happening, but I guess you do your homework in the event that it does happen. You know, it's funny because so many people have hyped up the Bijan thing, and I know people are so excited about it. And Peter King amped it up this week, and I was – just texted somebody before the show came on here. And I said, what, what am I missing here? Is this guy so good that, you know, he translates the normal Eagles level of thinking. And this is somebody worked with Howie. Uh, I'll be ice skating in hell when that happens. That was his direct quote. <laughs> ice skating in hell. Right. So but there's you, your- you, John, you can tell it. Can you tell us? that how he would have taken McCaffrey if he had the chance. Yes, he so, would have. So you can't just say, Howie, is, from the day he got the big chair, 
devalue running back second there's, round. There's, They'll there's, never mention running back in first round in the same sentence we be, except he would have taken McCaffrey if he had the chance. And the exception proves the rule. And the difference right. about, as I said, and the difference about Christian McCaffrey, well, there's a couple differences when you compare it to now. One, as I mentioned yesterday on the show, he's a generational prospect when it comes to pass catching. And it was a different phase of the Eagles. Uh, uh, it was Doug Peterson as the head coach. It was Carson Wentz as the quarterback. It was a quarterback who, although he was mobile, not like Jalen Hurts, he needed the traditional running back. Everybody needs that pass-catching running back. I argue if Kenny Gainwell's on the Chargers or whatever, he'd catch 50, 60 balls a year. They don't need it here, so they don't tend to use it. Um it's different with Jalen, um, and that was from a completely different uh, source. The, the the thing on Jalen, which I brought up time and time again, and as you know, Jody, and I'll throw it at Mike, you know, why Jalen Hurts makes quarterback, makes running backs exponentially better. The quote was 10 times better. Why, why, are, you, why are you buying a sports car? To drive to McDonald's. That 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 was he elevates running backs. You can get it done with Trey Sermon. Forget about Rashad Penny if he stays healthy. You can get it done with Kenny Gainwell. You can get it done with Boston Scott. You've seen it. Why? And remember, on top of it, if you take Bijan Robinson at 10, you're missing out on a now the three players the Eagles want are defensive players, and they probably can't get any of them. And it's Jalen Carter. Um, I shouldn't say can't get Nolan Smith they could potentially get, and the kid from Texas Tech. So I should say I don't think they're going to be in a position to get two of the three. Um, Nolan Smith, we'll see. I think they prefer to trade down a little bit at that point. But, again, you got to have two to tango. Um and then you start talking about the offensive linemen. If Paris Johnson falls, who knows? If somebody like that falls. So you're not only – you're missing out on, on that value of that pick at a position that they think is really, really important and Howie Roseman's all about the valuation. So why are we talking about B. John Robinson? Yeah, this, there was a time, Jody Mack, I was a young intern on the Mack and Mack show, and I believe at that time – You still admit that, huh? Out loud you say that? You, <laughs> it was a good time in my life, uh, 1998, to uh, date us both. Um, and I believe the time the show was championing to draft a Texas running back by the name of Ricky Williams. Oh, wasn't and the only show. That was that was, it was well, not was, the only that, show. That was ninety. Did you say ninety eight? That was ninety nine. Because I know it's a ninety nine yeah. draft. Because that's when Donovan McNabb was ninety nine. Yeah, somewhere and in that time. Food on the stage. Yes. His first yes. ever uh, action with a and, Philadelphia hometown football crowd. Then the dirty. And he never. And he never in. got over it. By the here way, is, here is here is a nugget for you and the audience. Yours truly's one of his intern tasks from David Helfrich. There's a name for you there, Jody oh, Mack. I, I was Good assigned. Man. I was assigned to call the Dirty Thirty and say, "Hey, Dirty Joe, or whatever your name is, 
You must be at the bus at this time to drive up to New York City. So I called the 30 men who booed. So I always felt, because I was a big McNabb guy, I wanted them to draft McNabb. And, but they, they were, everybody wanted them to draft a running back that year. And if they would have drafted Ricky Williams, I don't think that would have worked out all that well for them. I think they made the right pick. So for the everybody who fantasizes about what this running back would do to this offense, it probably is just that, a fantasy of what this offense may look like. They are probably better off taking or going down the road that they generally go down where they know the best. I do understand the fans – like yesterday, I asked John, if they draft Peter Stronsky with the 10th pick in the draft, no one's going to be excited. But my question is, does that mean he's the ultimate, the all, the starter at right guard and Cam Jurgens goes back to being the heir apparent to Jason Kelsey? Because then I would ask this question, who drafts a right guard at number 10? Isn't that a reach to draft a guard? Now, he may be the heir apparent to play tackle down the road, but many people think his best position is guard. So you're telling me you have the 10th pick in the draft and you're taking a guard. That's why I think it is hard for people to kind of comprehend is you got this guy who's way up on everyone's draft boards, one, two, three, four, five, somewhere in there, and you're going to take a right guard. That just doesn't feel right. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and Jody brought up Christian McCaffrey, and there's so I think when people bring out bring up the outliers like Quentin Nelson, I mean, exactly uh, where I was going, but, Johnny Mac. Yeah. Nobody he complains was the about Quentin Nelson. The draft and and nobody, was yeah, that I mean, eye. but but Peter Scaranzi isn't Quentin Nelson. That's so you know you're right, but they're not drafting him to be a right guard. He'll probably play right guard to start, but they're drafting him to be the heir apparent to Lane Johnson, who you know. Told Ed Kratz and I, you're just thinking about two more years. That's it. Uh, and if that's the case, you need you need the heir apparent to Lane Johnson as well. well. But we've talked about it before. You know, they if they drafted Lane Johnson to be the heir apparent to the left tackle. Yes, well, right. here we you are know, ten yeah. years later, and he has never moved to left yeah. tackle. Well, and that's uh, they the drafted, thing. They drafted. But- Landon Dickerson to be the heir apparent to Jason Kelsey. Well, guess what? They now have a left guard for the next 10 years. And everybody's happy with Lane Johnson, even though the plan didn't work out. Why? Because he's a really good player. Uh, Hall of Fame player, by the way. Um, Everybody's happy with Landon Dickerson. Why? Because he's a really good player. If Peter Skaronski is a really good player, whether it's right guard, right tackle, down the road, no one's going to care. If he's a really good player, they're going to say, oh, the Eagles have the best offensive line in football, and Skaronsky is going to be in Pro Bowls and all pros, and then it's all peaches and cream. But in the moments, it's about instant gratification. Yes, everybody every year wants the skill guys. I mean, they want they want the guys they see. They want the guys that touch the football. They want the guys that score touchdowns or defensively sack the quarterback or make interceptions it's boring to take a uh, it was boring last year with Jordan Davis to take a, a run stuffer at number 12 overall uh 13 sorry um now if he turns into Haloti Nada and he makes five all pro teams they're gonna be just fine if he doesn't they're not gonna be just fine it's the way it is every year 
Yeah, I got no problems if they take Skoransky and he starts at guard, but then eventually moves to tackle and they move beef jerky back to again in Stoutland we trust. As long as they've got Stoutland to coach him up, make him better, give him flexibility and make the final decision, yeah, he'll get it right. You have to have faith in him. All right, the Eagles have to get it right at number 10, and I'm seeing everybody with their projected trades up down sideways up i'm saying up jonathan gannon gonna do a deal with his buddy his former coach head coach and talk the general manager into trading the pick with the eagles arizona open for business at number three you don't really see the eagles moving all the way up to three do you out of number 10 mike gill not at all no especially no, you know do I. But, but people are talking about they're speculating on that that because Howie is such a Monty Hall, let's make a deal guy, that he must be included in the conversation to move up to number three just because Jonathan Gannon used to be the Eagles defensive coordinator. I mean, if you told me this was next year's draft and they had a plethora of all these mid-round picks that they could use to kind of – but they don't have anything in this year's draft to be able to move up to get that far. Uh, that's, a, that's a big jump to go from 10 to 3 without anything in the middle of the rounds. I actually, you know – think that one of the you know everybody keeps talking about 10 10 10 moving back or you just mentioned up but that 30 pick we discussed a little bit yesterday now that there's a fifth quarterback into the mix you know a lot of people now talk about Hendon Hooker being a first round pick that's five quarterbacks the Eagles did this a couple years ago when Lamar Jackson was on the board they traded out of that spot with Baltimore and moved and got extra picks in the second round that would be something I think you could see happening more so than what you're talking about, going from 10 all the way up to three. Um, the only way I see them possibly moving up is if Jalen Carter started to get into the eight, nine range and they felt like we have a shot, we got to do this. Other than that, I think the more realistic thing is at 30, if there's a fifth quarterback on the board and teams behind them say, hey, we want that fifth year option on that quarterback. Let's call Philadelphia. They've been known to move out of that spot, and they have no mid-round picks. We'll give them some twos, some threes, and let them load back up a little bit. So I would think it's more – everybody keeps talking about 10. I think it's more possible that they stay at 10 and move 30 than it is move 10 and stay at 30. Well, I'll tell you why – I'll play devil's advocate, and I'll tell you why people say that. And by the way, one of those six teams is the Eagles that – called Arizona, but that's just the way how he does business. He always wants to know what's going on. So I wouldn't, you know, put too much on that. He calls everybody. Um, and he's certainly going to call the team where, you know, Jonathan Gannon is a big part of it. Um, but th th the major reason they're not going to be able to trade up with Arizona, well, there's a number of reasons. But one, somebody's going to trade up to get a quarterback. And when you trade up to get a quarterback, you got to pay a premium. You got to pay more. The Eagles wouldn't be going up to get a quarterback. They'd be going up to get a defensive player, either uh, Will Anderson or Tyree uh, Wilson. So they'd be going up to get that, and they wouldn't want to pay the quarterback premium. So it's going to be Derry very difficult but i would say it's more likely how he trades up than he drafts a running back at number 10 i would say that for this reason he's very bold if they fall in love with a player and that player would have to be probably wilson maybe anderson um 
if they fall in love with a player and they say, all right, this guy is so good, we're in a position that we shouldn't be in as NFC champions, and we have a chance to get a generational player, he would do that. He's bold. He did it in 2016. We, we, you know, if you think about Carson Wentz, he's just coming back. Dave Zangaro brought this up on the show earlier this week. It was a good point. Generally, if you come back and you're, first of all, it never happens, right? You fire, you get fired as a general manager, you're gone. If he got a raise and got an unlimited travel budget, but then he was brought back and you would think the natural sort of way to do things would be, all right, I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to, I'm just going to, nope. He went from 13 to eight and then two to get Carson Wentz and whether people want to talk about it now and play hindsight shelf life was way too small, but it worked. They got, they got one Super Bowl. And he was a big part of it, whether people want to admit that or not. He is very bold. If he sees a player that he wants and, and thinks is so much better than everybody else, he, he he's more likely to go up than do anything else. But there's John, a lot of hurdles. Let, let me uh, ask you, the way you stated it, do you like Wilson better than Will Anderson? Because you said it would more likely happen for Wilson and Anderson. Well, I mean, I, you think Wilson's I've a better heard, player than Anderson? I've heard people, first of all, I, number two things there. I'm not talking about number three because, again, people are going to pay the premium for the quarterback. Um, so it would be a different move up. Um, so it would be less of a move up. I don't think Anderson would be there, number one. But okay. the reason I say that is because uh, it's sort of like Zach Wilson. I, I keep hearing Wilson's name with the Eagles, with the Eagles. I think part of that is the assumption, well, they can't get Anderson. Um, so it's not worth discussing. Um, so that's sort of the reason. But as I said, if he wants to make the really bold move, go up to three and take Will Anderson, insert any name you want. If he says, all right, this kid is so good. We're not in this position. We're not going to be in this position because we have a good quarterback. We shouldn't be in this position. He will be bold. He will be bold more than going in the other direction. Um, very unlikely. I'm not saying it's likely, but that's why people talk about it. Well, being bold enough <laughs> – that if the running back's the highest rated player on his board, he would take him? No, but because <laughs> not that's that bold. Not, different, yeah, different kinds of bold that we're talking that's about not, here. That's not his version of bold. That's his version of stupidity because the oh, I, I agree. Of the throw, I, I think it's funny. But I would say, John, if you asked X amount of talent evaluators, what would the average big board placement be for him in your mind? Who, uh, Bijan Robinson? Yeah, I've talked of like to kind of get a feel of what level of guys we're talking about. I had Emory Hunt, who does a lot of scouting because we talked to him on the show. So now it's nine, and Emory's the only one that doesn't have him in the top eight players, which are blue chip players. Um, okay. I'm not, you will never hear me say Bijan Robinson is not a blue chip prospect. I'm telling people the Eagles aren't taking them. That's, that's the Eagles valuation. 
um, yeah. of that particular. Oh yeah, position. listen, I think we're all in agreement on how the Eagles think. I'm just trying to give the viewers a insight on this is the decision that they're going to have to come down to. You have a guy that many people will have probably as high as number two on their big board, maybe even number one, and maybe not as no lower than number eight. So when you're the tenth team. I just try to go inside that room and say, here's our draft board. This guy is clearly at the top, and it's not close. What do we do? All right, so let me put it to both you guys this way, since we're still – and we're going to be doing it for two weeks leading right up to the draft. Bijan Robinson's still going to be a conversation, and Bijan here in Philadelphia, and Howie Roseman's valuation of running backs. If I told you that Bijan Robinson – was going to have Ezekiel Elliott's career. And we can now put a demarcation on Ezekiel Elliott because he's no longer with the Cowboys. I still think he wants to go back to the Cowboys. That's a whole other story. Save that yeah. for another day after the draft's over and done with. But he signs his rookie deal. He signs his extension. It gets too expensive. They find Tony Pollard, and he surpasses Zeke in his ability. So they decide to sever ties and let Zeke go. Zeke's had the career that he's had. If I tell you that B. John Robinson does exactly what Ezekiel Elliott does production-wise, salary-wise, be a little bit less because Zeke was the number three overall pick, I believe, and uh, he'd be starting at 10 if the Eagles took him at 10. If I told you you were getting Ezekiel Elliott's career out of B. John Robinson, does that not merit the 10th pick in the draft? Probably, yeah. I mean, I, I know – if his production the first couple of years, if you had that guy, I mean, you had 1,600 yards, 1,400 yards, you know, 15 touchdown guy. If you got those years for three seasons, uh, three or four seasons, I think you're probably adding a weapon that this – look, I understand totally what John is saying, what he does for running backs. But I would say this, in the Super Bowl game, their running backs gave him about buckus. You know, they, they, they got nothing from the running backs in that in that basically in the playoffs they didn't get much from their running backs. I guess well, the Ken, wonder Kenny, Kenny Gainwell had the big game against the Giants. That was it. That was the only, yes. only in a game that was game they had. Yeah. But I guess the question and the wonder is what what a top now I don't know. What is Miles Sanders? Is he a top level running back? Did he just look good because he was in this offense? Um, is he a upper tier? Back? What would like Saquon Barkley in this offense look like? I've had people tell me that Robinson is comparable to a Saquon Barkley type of runner. Yeah, I, I don't go there. Um, I, I think to Jody's question, I, I mean, personally for this team, no, I, I don't think I wouldn't. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott's career, Saquon Barkley's career insert name you want to I don't think it's worth the number 10 pick for this team at this time because of the quarterback um don't need it um and and you can bring up the outliers and they played poorly in the Super Bowl um not only defensively but as you mentioned Miles Sanders from play one hurt himself uh, you know kicking the ball outside went to all the bad habits and hurt himself uh, they didn't play well um but overall, the larger sample size to me is the more important one. And he elevates running backs. It's, it's, it's not even a question mark. Um, and that's why I always bring up that counterintuitive argument. You know, 
I don't want to hand the ball. I don't want to turn around and hand the ball off to 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 B. John Robinson. I think that limits what the Eagles do well offensively. I think you make it easier for the defense. Um, well, the one so thing I think they're the different thing- now. But here's what I'll say, Mike, real quick, and then you can jump in. If it's Derek Carr or somebody like that, yeah, I would take it because they yeah. need that. They need that presence. Well, the Eagles don't need that presence. The one year, Jody, you asked about Zeke Elliott. I think he had like 80 catches, you know, it, it, like the one, his third, 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 he caught the ball a lot early in his career. I think he had like 80 yeah, he was, catches. Yeah, he's maybe. a very good player. He's a good pass. That is, where, that is where I want to see the Eagles offense kind of, maybe it's not the running back that we're talking about that's going to be a great back in terms of, or, or going to be productive. But to add that flair out of the backfield, the guy over the, you know, in the flats and then out there, that is where I think if you have an outstanding player, you know, where you have a Christian McCaffrey, I'm not, maybe Robinson's not quite at that level, but he can catch the football. He can make people miss. He doesn't go down on the first hit. What does that add to this offense? Maybe, maybe, and I, I, maybe I haven't said this to, I, I should have said it. And I don't know. Tell me if I have or I haven't, Jody. While I always bring up the Eagles would have taken Christian McCaffrey with 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 the 14th pick in 2017, they would have. That's confirmed. I'm not the only one to report it. We're, we're reporting it for a reason. If you could take Christian McCaffrey as a rookie and put him in this draft, they would not. They would not take him because it's different. It's a different coach. It's a different quarterback. It's a different offensive scheme. Why they wanted Christian McCaffrey so badly is what you just talked about, Mike. His ability in the passing game. They knew he can run. He's a great runner. But his ability in the passing game, which is not nearly as important as well with Jalen Hurts because he's not going to dump it off. Derek Carr's got to dump it off. Or he's going to get sacked or he's going to get two yards or three yards. Jalen Hurts gashes people they don't need that player and remember you're not only taking the luxury that you don't need you're missing out on worst case scenario a peter skaronsky on top of it and that's a position the eagles value I, I, I'm, I'm going to be talking about it for two more weeks right it makes no you sense. will and i'm going to give you the same response again I uh, know. I, I don't think I've actually gone there. Here's the thing that I think you're leaving out. I'll play devil's advocate, John, against the the Eagles don't need the superstar running back because they got Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts is going to take care of his own business. So they don't need to put that kind of resource into the payoff. Let's break it down to its smallest finite spot. Second and six this past year, RPO, the defense is treating Jalen Hurts as the weapon that he is, so they've got to give him the respect. So Jalen Hurts decides to hand the ball off of Miles, and Miles goes for eight and gets the first down and moves the chain. Same exact play, B. John Robinson, defense pays the uh, respect it has to to Jalen Hurts. He goes RPO, he hands it to B. John Robinson, he goes to the house from 45 yards out. Why wouldn't you want something like that? If you're adding that game-breaking back, which Miles wasn't. Miles was very good. 
Miles ran for what? 1,200 yards. Miles got a whole bunch of first downs. They got it into the red zone. Miles took it to the house. But well, what do we, what do we think is what, what, who's going to score from midfield? What do we think is going to happen here? And by the way, Miles was a home run hitter. I mean, during his career in Philadelphia, he was a big play guy. Now, the one year, uh, he, uh, 20, one year, uh, yeah. 2021, he had a really bad year, which was kind of weird. But, um, you know, he's got the most 70, 80 yard runs in, you know, team history. Uh, uh, you know, he's a home run hitter, but just, just from the pure muddy ball standpoint, 1,269 yards and 11 touchdowns. Let's say they do take B. John Robinson at number 10 overall. What the hell are people expecting? Do they think they're going over 2,000 with B. John Robinson? Do they think they're getting 20 touchdowns? What exactly are they expecting? 1,269 and 11 touchdowns. If you take the committee, you're over 1,700 yards. How, how much more do you need before you're taking away what you really do well, which is the quarterback running for 700 and all his touchdowns, which is A.J. Brown going over 1,000 yards, which is Devontae Smith going over 1,000 yards, which was Dallas Goddard dominating. What, what more are you going to get? than what you got with Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, and Boston Scott. I don't know what people are expecting. Well, I would say I don't know it's about what are you going to get more. I mean, if you get 1,500 yards, that's not like, whoa, you got a 1,500-yarder back next to a 1,300-yard back. My my guess would be it's how you're getting those yards and when you're getting them. As we talk about, in big situations, the Eagles had some trouble running the ball. And it, look, you're, this is all big picture winning a Super Bowl. This isn't, hey, I'm grinding out 98 yards against the Arizona Cardinals in week number four. <laughs> Brad Pe- uh, uh, Penny could do that. Rashad Penny, you could do that. This is more, how do I get over the hump to the three points I didn't get in that Super Bowl against Kansas City? And if I have this time now, you would say, well, Kansas City had a seventh round pick. Well, just because he was drafted in the seventh round doesn't necessarily mean he was seven-round talent. He might have the talent of a player that exceeded his draft position. And that's the point. Jody's a big uh, Zach uh, Charbonnet fan. I mean, you're going to be able to get a productive back in this draft, and we're going to have Matt Manicharian on in the second hour. He's probably going to talk about how deep this draft is at running back. You're going to be able to get – if you do your job right, and again, everything's about evaluation, you're going to be able to get that 1,269 yards on this offense with this quarterback in this offensive line. I don't want to say easily because Miles is a good player, but it's not, it's not going to be an insurmountable hurdle, whether it's Rashad Penny, insert third-round pick, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, you're going to be able to to duplicate those 1,700 yards, and you're going to get a big time defensive player or or an offensive lineman on top of it. What, what I think you're leaving out, John. I know it's you could almost say it's not fair. What are Eagle fans looking for if they were to upgrade at the running back position? They're looking for more than 45 yards on 17 carries that they got in the Super Bowl from their running backs. I know it's just one game. But it was the most important game and the biggest game of all. 
and the running backs carried it 17 times for 45 yards. They will talk themselves into that wouldn't have happened if B. John Robinson was the guy that uh, Jalen well, Hurts was but, handing uh, the football can, to. Can I also game. say, and that's what, what I hinted all, at. It's not yeah, about the it, third week against Arizona. It's about how do we get those three points that we lost by? What 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 are all when all those when the game was over? What were all those people complaining about? They weren't complaining about the running game. It would have been nice if the running game performed better. What were they complaining about? Couldn't get a stop. Couldn't Jonathan do this. Gannon, Couldn't yeah, do that. And, and part of that is just the Gannon hatred. And you know it and I know it. And most everybody knows it. People just hate Jonathan. Hated should use the proper uh, pass well, term. Hated. And, and lastly, guys, keep this in mind. We all know the Eagles are big picture down the road. You know, if you draft Robinson in the first round, you can then trade him with the fifth-year option like Carolina did and get a bundle of picks back in return and have the same conversation four years from now. Yeah. yeah, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope all the people are happy. I hope they get Bijan Robinson. But you know, I actually look. If you're I, a betting man. I love the conversation because I do me. think it's. I think it's more than just an Eagles conversation. It's a football conversation about a running back who's this type of player that nobody wants to draft because of his position. I think it's a really fun conversation. That being said. I agree with you, John. I don't think they're going to take B. John Robinson if they stay at number 10. If they like him, they probably move back to try to get him. But ultimately, the player that I would think they would like to hope falls a little bit is Jalen Carter. And then they would make the move when he, once he gets by a certain number, maybe number five. All right. I'm going to ask you, Mr. Gill, before we let you run, since way back when, with David Helfrich's direction, you had to call people from the Dirty 30 to get them on the bus Ugh. to get them up to New York for the Donovan McNabb draft. Are there enough Eagle fans to be able to gather a group, get them on a plane to Kansas City? Maybe even Andy Reid lets them stay at his house for the draft two Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thursdays from now, what would we call that group? I'll give you two choices. Either the Sporty 40, send them out to Kansas City if they're in love with B. John Robinson, or how about the Filthy 40? 
to borrow from the dirty 30, make them the filthy 40 to go out and cheer on B. John Robinson and boo whoever the Eagles take at number 10. Which name you going with? Sporty 40 or filthy 40 for this year's draft? It's got to be filthy 40. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to boo, you got to have some sort of, you know, uh, name that would be a, a dirty name or a derogatory name the dirty 30 worked because in the end it was like this group of guys who went there and booed this guy who turned out to be the best quarterback your franchise ever had yeah kind of kind of the right decision but uh you know and by the way that was a different time uh at mike Gill's show uh on twitter make sure you follow mike 97.3 espn south jersey the Sports Bash uh, every weekday, 2 to 6. Uh, I'll be on there later. I'll be in the car, though, Mike, just to warn you. So, yeah, you're getting me in the car today. If Your they best get a- thoughts sometimes come in the car. That's true. Sometimes they come somewhere else, but. <laughs> Mike I feel like I might be heading there right now, <laughs> by the way. Uh, we'll see what college shirt Mike Gill rolls out for us next week. It'll be back one week from today. MG, always a pleasure. Thanks, bud. See you guys. The Thanks, Mike. Bash down to Jordan, ninety-seven points. By the way, before we get to break, I I don't often, but am I a bad communicator, Jody? I get these people. Why does John hate Bijan so much? Did did, did 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 people not hear me say this is one of the best five to ten players in the draft? Yeah, number I eight. Did. Did, did, did did I mean? This is what the Eagles think. This is what your general manager thinks. Blame it on Howie. And by the way, I'm the one who said how he's a five top five general manager when all these Eagles fans were killing him. Now they love him again. And when he doesn't take the running back they want, they'll hate him again. I can't. The kids are great. The Eagles don't value the position. The Eagles. Eagles. Right. Go ahead. Hold on, John. You've also said, nor would you take him. No, I wouldn't take him for the Eagles because of Jalen Hurts. I right. also wouldn't take him because right. they don't need a traditional running back to help out the quarterback. Most drop back, uh, uh, they need the the old adage, the best friend of a quarterback is the running game. For traditional quarterbacks, that is true. For Jalen Hurts, it's the opposite. He makes running backs better. I'm not saying Bijan Robinson wouldn't be better than Miles Sanders. I'm saying you don't need the superstar running back with the Eagles, especially at the expense of a great defender. Uh, and if there's one guy, I would say just from a pure football standpoint, that I would undoubtedly have number one on my board would be Jalen Carter. Um, I think he's the best football player of the entire draft. So if you get him at number 10, uh, that's a no-brainer for me. Which, by the way, I don't think they're getting him at number 10. And I'm kind of in a unique position, as are you, but I might be even more unique. I'm not pro-draft Bijan at 10. I'm not anti-draft Bijan at 10. I'm not coming down on either one. You did say for the Eagles this year, you would pass. Here's where I come off. I don't know what Bijan's going to be. Some people are saying he's a once a decade back, that he's certainly the best back to come in since Saquon and maybe go back further than Saquon. I don't know that. 
I saw enough of the play. I broke down film on the player. He was outstanding at Texas. He was very good at Texas. I don't know if he's all-time at Texas. But if you could tell me, and this is not realistic, but if you could tell me that the Eagles are getting Edger and James with that pick, well, then shit, I don't care how good Jalen Hurts is. I'm taking Edger and James. Yes, Jalen Hurts will make Edger and James better. Edger and James will also make Jalen Hurts better. There is the reversal where if you have a running back who is that good that you can even make your quarterback better, even though he's the established one who's already in there. See, that's where I come up short. I don't know that Bijan is that good. Some people are talking as if he is Edger and James. When he comes into the league, he's going to be Edger and James, who is a an NFL Hall of Famer. I don't know that he's a Hall of Famer. If I did, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd use heard... the 10th pick. Well, I never like to go that far. I've heard Marshall Falk as well, which is, you know, all right, if he can give me Marshall Falk. Um, yeah, and by the way, Marshall Falk even better than Edger and James. So, yeah. uh, I'm not getting to Marshall Falk. I'll go as far as Edger and James. I won't go that far to, to get to Marshall Falk. But, but, but again, who, you know, when Marshall Falk was doing all the, who was the quarterback? Also a Hall of Famer. Yeah, at his apex. At his apex. Um Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner is a traditional drop-back passer who would utilize uh, a running back in the passing game, one of the greatest running backs in the passing game of all time, Marshall Falk. Um, you know, we, we, we I'm, and by the way, I want to say this clearly. I'm not comparing Kenny Gainwell to Marshall Falk. But what I know about Kenny Gainwell is he can catch the football. He has shown he can catch the football in limited opportunities. He's not Miles Sanders. He's in the right position. He's a good pass protector. He would be a 70-catch guy in traditional offenses right now. Right now. In Philadelphia, he's never going to be a 70-catch guy because Jalen Hurts doesn't need to dump the football off to the running back. Doesn't need it. Um, now you can talk about the safety part of it, and the Eagles have talked about this, and Nick Sirianni's on record with this numerous times. Would they like him to dump the football off uh, rather than, you know, maybe put his shoulder into a defender, maybe then try to get an extra? Sure. Right. But they don't want to take it away from him. They don't want to take it away from him because that's part of what makes Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts and their mentality, and I agree with them, is we're going to take advantage of his shelf life. Whatever that shelf life is, we're going to take advantage of that shelf life and utilize this player the best way possible. And yeah, I think that's the, the right way to go about it. Steve, now we're going to get into the conversation of are they going to run Jalen Hurts into the ground before they ever get the contract signed to get him extended? Because if they're going to be that stringent, then we're going to take advantage of this player's very unique extra skill. You're right, you can. But anytime he takes off, you are putting him at risk. And uh, well, if, even if, though if, I like if, the if, upgrade of Marcus Mariota over uh, the, the Gardner did it, yeah, I... Marcus Mariota. If you, it, uh, I'll say this, Jody. If you think they ran him into the ground last year, then all right. You, you then yeah, they're going to run I, him. Into I think the ground. they danced on the line and they paid a bit of a price because he missed two games. I, I don't think they did. 
And I know, you know, Shane has brought up the point of, you know, RPOs, zone reads when it's in, not zone read, but, you know, it's in the quarterback's hand. It's his decision. They're not called running plays. The sneaks, all the sneaks, I don't think are dangerous plays. Um, all football is dangerous. So we can bring up, you know, injuries. Um, he's gotten hurt twice. Once in the pocket, once outside the pocket. You know, it was interesting. Phil Sims was on the afternoon show. And of all people, I, I was shocked. I was shocked. Phil Sims said, it's easier to take care of yourself outside the pocket than inside the pocket as a quarterback. And Bill was never outside the pocket. I mean, but he's kind of right. You can prepare yourself. And Jalen Hurts overall has been better than most about not taking big hits. Now, I know you can go in Chicago. He took a big hit. He got hurt. But overall, he's been very good at avoiding big hits. Inside the pocket, blindside, blah, blah, blah. How, how many guys get hurt on blindside hits? They cough up the football, but how many are, are taken off on a stretcher? Well, of I, I will say this, but again, it's not fair. There, If you look at quarterback injuries, far more quarterback injuries happen inside the pocket than outside the pocket. But well, that's far more quarterbacks, that's most are, quarterbacks inside. are inside the pocket. Yes. 95% of the time, Jalen is the exception, not the rule. Far more, that's what I was about to say. Far more quarterbacks are inside the pocket. So that's not fair to say either. Uh, but if we use Jalen, it's 1-1. One, one. Um, you know, I mean, bad luck is bad luck, Jody. And you can't legislate it. Understood. So take but, advantage of the player. But you can try and balance it. And that's what I think. Eagles have to at least be thinking going forward. And we don't even know that because they got a brand new play caller. And how is Brian Johnson going to do it? We have no idea until Eagles start playing games. All right, we got to take a quick timeout. Ran real late there. Uh, we are just led, less than 10 minutes away from punching up Matt Manicherry and fun guests. We've had him on before. The balance of the scouting eye versus the crunching of the numbers. Analytics against old school scouting. We'll talk about it with Matt uh, Manicherian coming up in less than 10 here on Birds 365. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore 
all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Yeah, you got Mac and Mac doing you on Birds 365. Appreciate all you streamers for jumping in. We'd appreciate it for you. The like button. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. You can show a little love to your Mac and Mac pals here. Uh, feel free to hit it. Uh, we'll like getting Mike, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Manicherian up here. Senior VP, Football Analytics, Sports Information Solutions. We've had Matt on previously. Uh, he does a good job of blending the crunching of numbers and the scouting evaluation former nfl scout uh, is going to jump in with us in less than 10 all right before we get mad up uh mac man i've been doing sports talk for a long time a couple of things that sports talk and this is different slightly different format than the radio but a lot of similarities people like lists and people like countdowns or count ups and we're counting up here on Birds 365. This is episode number 504 for McMullen and McDonald. So we've been doing this for a while now. The number is continuing to grow. Well, I'm going to have a countdown list for now until a uh, month and change uh, from now. And I'm using as a number the number that my partner, John McMullen, gave me. Because the last couple of days, everybody talking about the draft. Eagles not signing any free agents, so nobody's talking about the cap. The Jalen Hurts contract extension is kind of filtered into the background. It's it's out of mind, out of sight for now. But at some point, it's going to come back around, and it's going to become a major topic of conversation. And I've asked you on several occasions, when when is it actually okay? When is it that Eagle fans can start to get nervous if they haven't gotten this contract extension done? And you've steadfastly told me, Jody, early June. They got the Carson Wentz deal done on June 6th. I'm going to give them a couple extra days. You've thrown out the date of June 10th. After that, the NFL 
kind of shuts down and takes a little bit of a vacay before individual camps open up in the preseason. So I'm going to use June 10th as the day, Johnny Mac, if that's okay with you. The countdown to June 10th, when if they don't have the Jalen Hurts contract extension done, Eagle fans, you can officially get nervous. Panic, no. Nervous, yes. June 10th. 59 days and counting, J-Mac, okay? I'm going to throw this into the mix every day when I tell you how many episodes we've done of Birds 365. I'm also going to tell you how many days on the countdown meter till you can get nervous about the Jalen Hurts contract not being done. Here's, well, I would disagree with your term of nervous. I've said June 1st to June 10th. I said two windows, June 1st to June 10th, July 17th to... 27. I'm guessing right. if they don't get it done in the first window, I yeah. think you have the right to be nervous if you're an Eagle fan. Well, you have the right. I'm saying I'm trying to talk them off the ledge. They shouldn't be worried. Um, so there's a it, difference between worried and nervous. Uh, shouldn't be nervous. All right. Um, shouldn't be nervous. Um, if you want to be nervous, if you're one of those people that enjoys being nervous, um, uh, the time to get nervous is when you hear something like what's going on with Lamar Jackson. Uh, the moment you hear Jalen Hurts wants completely guaranteed contract, Jalen Hurts wants this, Jalen Hurts wants that, that's when you should start to get nervous. And, you know, that's why I think people don't need to get nervous because that's never going to happen and things are going to get done. But uh, yeah, those are the two windows, June 1st to June 10th, uh, June 2nd, really to June 10th. And by the way, the entire NFL doesn't shut down on June 10th, but the Eagles do because they don't do many can't. Um, and then the st- Right, the 10 days before the start of training camp, which we don't have the training camp schedule yet. Uh, and we probably won't till knowing the Eagles a week before it happens. But, um, yeah. Uh, and, look, Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts. We're, you know, he not, he's not going to be that guy. He is not going to be that guy. I'm very confident in saying that. Right. And we could have all the faith in Jalen Hurts and the way that he's handled himself and done his business and everything else. Until you get your name on a piece of paper, you're not signed. We can have faith and have belief, but the the, the determining factor is when he gets signed. And up until that point, he's not signed, even though Well, he is signed. He is signed. He, you know, he's signed. You want him to play on the last year of his rookie no, deal? No, he doesn't. Which is why it's not going to be. Uh, it's not going to be. He hasn't made. <clears throat> he hasn't made major money. Nope. Um, and you know that's part of the reason where, even though, it's funny to say two million dollars isn't major money or four million dollars isn't major money, but it's not in the world of professional sports. And, you know. He's gonna want. He's gonna want the financial security as well. He should. Yeah, uh, nothing he's wrong with it. that. But you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks. 
in one guy who, um, you know, I think is a valid criticism. I think we, we talk so much about, um, um, Kirk Cousins and I, I think he's underrated and all this shit. And I, I'm amazed that the hate he gets where the hate should be directed at Kirk Cousins is that he has never taken a penny less. He is an Andrew Brandt um, business hall of famer first ballot. He has made every potential penny he could make in his career as a durable quarterback. And part of the reason this narrative exists, if he can't do this, he can't do that, he can't do this, because he will not acquiesce himself to help build a better team around him. Right. That is a legitimate criticism. There are many illegitimate criticisms of Kirk Cousins. That is a legitimate one. Right. don't Don't you think those who critique Kirk Cousins and point to the fact that he can't win a playoff game and has some inexplicable inability to win games at night, you don't think the part of that is that people know... And he takes every single penny that's uh, out there for him. No, I think even the vast if they don't majority. state it, don't you think that that's baked in? No, I think the vast majority of them think the clock turns to six and he can't win a game because he stinks. I think the vast majority of those people, no, people like you, yes, it's baked in. Uh, most, no, they think he can't okay. play. They think he can't win a Super Bowl. I said I went through the same thing with Matthew Stafford. Same thing. People said for years, he can't play. He's terrible. Blah, blah, blah. Goes to a good team, good situation, very good quarterback. I tell people, if you talk to people in the NFL, it's one of my, I always have my favorite quotes. That's one of my favorite quotes about Kirk. He's probably better than your quarterback. Uh, He's really, really good. He's really, he's been really, really selfish. Now, I'm never going to, this is a dangerous sport and I never criticize players for getting all the money they could potentially get. Jalen hurts. has been like, he wants to win and he wants to win. And if it's the difference between 48 million and 50 million, if you think Jalen hurts is going to haggle over that, he ain't that guy. Kirk cousins is Jalen hurts. Ain't that guy. He's just not. Mm. That's that's speculation on your part. We oh, don't yeah. have anything to prove it yet. Do I agree with you? Yeah, I kind of do. But but we can't. You can't state it as I know. You can say I think, I believe, I feel strongly until he actually cuts a deal. We don't know. We need to wait and see how it plays itself out, and then we can judge him going forward. And my bigger problem with uh, Cousins was when he did his next deal with Minnesota. The fact that he held out, that they made him play on the franchise tag for the years that they did, and he got a chip on his shoulder, and he said, I'm getting the biggest contract every last dollar. I didn't have a problem with that because he had gone through the process. Now, the last contract he did with Minnesota, we did an extension and, again, got every single dollar guaranteed. Now, that's just greedy. You've already put millions into your pocket. And you're still grasping for every last dollar? Shame on you, Kirk Cousins. For Jalen Hurts, 
as great an attitude as he has, as great a leader as he is, as the most mature 24-year-old that Jeff Lurie has ever met, if he wants to grab for every single dollar, you're not going to hear me complain about it because he hasn't gotten it yet. No, Cousins already had. Jalen has it. Let him get his biggest possible payday first, and then when they redo him, if uh, Jalen's going to be a guy who's going to play a decade plus, then we'll see if Jalen Hurts is the kind of guy who says, yeah, I made a lot. Let me leave a couple of bucks on the table so we can get ourselves a better. And remember, I'm talking about, again, I put the number at 48 to 52. That's where I'm talking about. If the Eagles come in at 40, yeah, I'm not going to blame it at all for saying, no, I'm not doing that. Now, if, if, if the Eagles come in at 50 and he says, no, I got to have 52, then I'll, start changing my opinion because there's to me when you get at that number and to any of us we'll never know what that number means but then do you consider 48 leaving money on the table i i don't think it's going to be an issue for jalen i mean you're right i'm not jalen hurts i can't say it i don't think it's going to be an issue i don't think it's going to be a kirk cousin situation with jalen hurts i don't all right i'm going to try this one more time do you consider if the 48 to 52 is the range, is 48 leaving money on the table? Well, it's leaving money on the table, literally. Will he leave money on the table? Yes. No, I'm asking money. you, would John McMullen consider it leaving money on the table? Well, yes. It's okay. You are leaving money literally on the table. Yeah, uh, he could are. get more. I think no matter what deal he signs, when he signs it, and I say when, not if, when he signs it, he will leave money on the table. He will, if he hard-lined it, could get more. He will be leaving money on the table because he's not going to be Kirk Cousins. That's why I bring up Kirk. He's not going to be the first ballot Hall of Famer uh, when it comes to business, uh, when it comes to Andrew Brandt's Hall of Fame. He wants to win. So I don't think it's an act. I don't think it's bull. You know what? He wants to win and he'll understand. And the Eagles, don't get me wrong. The Eagles probably take advantage of it, to be honest, to be blunt. Um, they understand that as well. And they'll, they'll take advantage of it. So again, working on the parameters that you put in place, which are probably pretty accurate. If he signs for 55, is he a hardliner? I like Kirk Cousins. No, that just means the market went up. Uh, that's what that means. That means he probably could have gotten 58. And that means you'll see Joe Burrow get 58 or Justin Herbert 58 or 59. Uh, you know, I don't know where the market is. I can't tell you. I, I'm, I'm using. Well, yeah, you have. You told us it's between 48 and 52. No, I'm using Joe Banner's numbers, to be honest, because he's the expert. And that's where he put it. And Joe's really good with that stuff. I, I, I'm not an NFL president or NFL general manager. I don't know where the market's going to go. Um, I'm just saying he's probably going to leave a little bit of money. And it, to me, it's kind of comical to talk about, you know, 55, 52, 50. You're going to be just fine, Jalen, when you do sign this deal um, from a financial perspective. Um, but yeah, I, if he, if I'll say this, 
if he wants to to bring out every cent, he'll wait for Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. And I don't that's, think he will. That's that's why I'm suggesting that by June 10th, a date that I got from John McMullen, if they haven't gotten a deal done, and oh, by the way, I don't think Burrow or Herbert will be done by June 10th. So he's going to have to be the first one to move. I think if you're an Eagle fan, you can get nervous. Panicked? No. Panic stricken? No. That's You can't even get to panic stricken no matter what because... He's still under contract. It's not like he can become a free. Like the Baltimore Raven fans have to be panic-stricken because they don't have a QB today. Lamar Jackson is not under contract. He's been given a franchise tender, but he's not under contract. Jalen Hurts is under contract for the 2023 season, fourth year of his rookie deal. So you know he's going to play. Do you want to get a, an extension done so that he's feeling good about himself, that he can be the leader in that clubhouse, that people aren't asking him, hey, Jalen, you, you get the deal done? Jalen, where are you at in the deal? Jalen, you don't want his teammates asking those questions. That's why you want to get the deal done. If you don't have it done by June 10th, I think Eagle fans have the right to be a little nervous. Not panicked, but nervous. And we will count it down. 59 days and counting between June 10th today and June 10th when the Eagles uh, get to take a little bit of a vacay. All right, I'm uh, Jody McDonald. He's John McMullen. We've had a trouble uh, running down Matt Manicharian. I don't know what the deal is uh, with Matt. Uh, we haven't been able to find him just yet. I got a text into him. I did book him last week, and I did not send a reminder text to him yesterday that, oh, yeah, remember, you're on Wednesday. But he did okay coming on today. Uh, he hasn't joined us yet, but we're hoping to get with Matt Manicharian He's going to join us here on Birds 365, or Johnny Mac and I will continue to chop up the Eagles here on Birds 365. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. You got back of Mac. I'm McClone and Johnny McConley owing you on Birds 365. It looks like, and this doesn't happen to us often. Believe me, I'll tell you, it happens to be more on the radio side than it does here on the Birds 365 side. Uh, guest either forgets that he's on or something pops up or you book him too far in advance. And that's what I'm afraid this is. Um, I asked Matt last week if he could join us. And he said, just Jody, I'm buried on the kid. I could do next week. And we kind of went back and forth with text. He said, yeah, Wednesday's good. I can do Wednesday at 920. Um, so I, I hadn't texted yeah. or exchanged anything with Matt in almost a week. Uh, so it looks like. He forgot that he agreed to come on the show today. It happens. Yeah, These things uh, happen from time to time. Oh, my God. You know how many times that's happened to me, Jody? I'll be sitting there. Somebody asked me to go on their show, and I'll be sitting there. And if the phone's near me, I'll say, ring. I said, oh, damn, I, I got I got to do this show. If it's not near me, they're SOL, as we like to say. It happens. Yeah, it happens way too much. Um, I'm bummed though because matt's awesome hopefully we can rebook him um right, we got two weeks before the draft yeah. Bill. and um, if i must pester him with text for three days in advance so that he doesn't forget i will do that next week if need be yeah and part of it's guilty because i i love matt matt was a scout with uh uh saints and uh i think the ravens maybe and eh, maybe the bears anyway saints and somebody else um you know He's got a lot of uh, experience when it comes to the NFL draft. And I always like to, you know, because my assessment of the draft, I always say, is based on people like Matt and, and you know, people who've done it uh, in, in, in the league. Because that, to me, is always more important than what, the, what I think. I mean, I try to tell you what the Eagles are thinking the best I can. You know, these guys are the ones that do it, that understand it. Um, and he's one of the best in the business. So hopefully, uh, Saints and Browns, by the way, I looked it up. Uh, Saints so, and Browns. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can rebook him. We've had him on be before the last two drafts. So um, he's tremendous at it. And But it happens. Right. And as I just said, it happens more often to me on the radio side than it does the Birds 365 side. As an example thereof, when did it last happen to me on the radio? Well, I don't know, about 14 hours ago. Uh, not even. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't me. That's good. No, it was not you. Uh, my buddy Anthony Sanfilippo from Crossing Broad. I sent him a text. He was covering the Phillies game. He's going to come out with me at midnight. Uh, he said, yep, yep, getting into the car. 
Uh, I'll be home, Joe. Shouldn't be a problem. No problem whatsoever. He put his phone on silent for yeah. the drive home. So I forgot to take it off. He sends me a text at 2.15 a.m. He's supposed to come out at midnight, 2.15, and says, oh, I just saw my phone. I'm so sorry. Do you want me to come on now? Two hours and 15 minutes later. Oh, I can come on right this minute. So, yeah, these things happen from time to time. Hey, that was nice at that time. Oof, you know, even. And, even... and the, thing that, the thing that I was shocked by, he said he was up. He yeah. didn't, like, nod off and just happen to look at his phone. No, he was up watching TV. And he just never looked at his phone to see his texts and go, Jody at uh, uh, 11.45, still good to go? Jody at 12.15, where the yeah. hell are you? Jody at yeah. 12.30, what the hell? You bagged me again? Yeah, uh, people sometimes just yeah. miss out. and they Well, there are, they yeah, get. there are sometimes I get so many texts during the day. I just, at there's a certain point, I put the phone down and I got to get the hell away from it. So that, yeah. that plays into it. Uh, I don't think I ever go more than 15 minutes without checking to see if I got a text from somebody, this one, that one, or the other one. I We talked about him just a couple of minutes ago about the fact that he is Andrew Brandt Hall of Fame business worthy because he gets every single last dollar, and that's Kirk Cousins. At least one spot that I read this morning, John, the Kirk Cousins trade rumors are bubbling again in Minnesota. Yeah, but you know why? Because he, he takes every fucking penny and they got to move on. They can't, uh, they can't build a team because he won't be malleable. Um, it's part of the issue, part of the issue they have. Um, and a legitimate criticism. But I got to look this up now that we're talking about it. Um, where is he? Career earnings after this season... He will be at two hundred and thirty-one million dollars. Damn, that's pretty damn good yeah. for a quarterback who's won one playoff yeah. game in his entire career and made two hundred and thirty million dollars. And that's once he good. clicked with Washington, uh, you mentioned the double franchise tags. Remember, think about what the franchise tag is now. Even the non-exclusive one with Lamar, what is it, thirty-six, something like that. Uh, um, less than that, 32 or 34. 32. It's not as high as 36. Uh, 32 but the exclusive one, the exclusive one's well over 40. Right. Um, but that, the, that, to the Ravens' credit, they did not put the exclusive tag on them because yeah. they said, we dare you to give us two first-round draft picks. Somebody else wants to sign them, give them an outrageous contract, do the Deshaun Watson deal where you are. All right, well, worst-case scenario, we got two first-round picks coming back. So they did the right thing, bought themselves the smaller possibility, keep the negotiating going. But worst case scenario, we're guaranteed to get two first round picks and or make the choice ourselves on whether the contract's worth doing. Yeah, and they did the right thing. But I only bring that up uh, for Cousins back in 2016. It was 19.9. That was the franchise tag. And that was the exclusive one. And then the next year, it pumped up to 23. So that's how things have exploded. Um, Just keep going up. But he's he has wrung out every stinking penny, man. God bless him. God bless and him. again, uh, you're a bigger fan of Cousins than I am. But one thing I will give him credit for, and whether it's with him, it's no question in the pocket. We were just discussing Jalen and where Jalen can get hurt. And he's had two injuries in two years, one inside the pocket, one outside the pocket, kind of plays themselves off. Kirk Cousins answers the bell. 
he does not get hurt. He gets out there and takes snaps every single week to his credit. And yeah, I think he is a bit of a choker. And that's why I don't have him as highly ranked as John. But he puts up awesome regular season numbers. And maybe even more impressive is the guy doesn't get hurt. He's ready to play every yeah, single Sunday. Yeah, he's Chip Sunday. Kelly's quarterback, man. He is Chip Kelly's quarterback. Best ability is availability. Is availability. I, I do buy that. If you're going to be missing games, you got to factor that in. That's the whole Lamar thing. Is he worth what he's going to be asking for? He wants every single penny guaranteed like Deshaun Watts. Yeah, but we're going to pencil you in for missing at least three games every single year, Lamar, because we ask you to put yourself at risk. So that's why that's why it's one of the most undersold aspects of that whole story. People just don't factor that in. That Lamar wants to get paid. I'm getting every single dollar guaranteed. Why? Because they tell me they want me to run. They want me to get out of the pocket. They want me to uh, put myself at risk. So okay, I'll put myself at risk for the goodness of the team. But then you got to guaranteed every single dollar. You're not going to cut me three years into a five-year deal because I've had too many injuries. Yeah. So I, I know where he's coming from. Is there a happy medium in there to be negotiated out and compromise that? I got to believe there is. That's why I still think he's going to be the Ravens quarterback. 80%, 85%. Will Baltimore get to that as far as the guarantee goes? I think so. Should Lamar take that? I hope so. He's not going to get the Sean Watson's 100% guaranteed. But I, I understand, I completely comprehend why he's asking for it because he, like Jalen Hurts, is a specialized quarterback. He gives you an added aspect to your offense, but it comes with a price. The quarterback yeah. is putting himself and, at and risk. And by the way, he could get a completely guaranteed deal, but it would be short. It would be two or three years. Um, and that's what Kirk got, by the way. Kirk got a fully guaranteed deal before Deshaun Watson. People always forget that. But it was three years. Um, and he's durable, so that that made it a little bit easier. But a lot of these guys can get fully guaranteed deals if, um, you know, they want to do short-term deals, one being the most obvious. Well, a lot of these one-year deals are fully guaranteed, um, but they're going to be short-term because of the injury risk in football. And I don't know how you get over that. You can't sign a guy to 10 years, like a baseball contract, fully guaranteed $350 million, and then he gets hurt in year one. I mean, even the money they make, that would be financially crippling. And it's a very, very dangerous sport. So I get both sides, but I never blame players for for bringing that out. But you can, you can also criticize them for that, too. It's fair game because do you want to win or you do not want to win? Because that's part of it, you know, especially a quarterback. Um, because you're going to make a lot of money if you're a star quarterback. You are going to make a boatload of money on your second deal no matter what. And I there is some opportunity to help your team build a better roster to support you, by the way. Um, and some do it and some don't. Right. And I think the key is how long have you been in the league? How many years have you played? How much have you proven yourself that you are either a, a quarterback who's going to get hurt and or a quarterback who's going to be there? Now, 
I just sung the praises of Kirk Cousins because <clears throat> damn it, he plays every single game. He comes to play every single game. Now, I could put the uh, the the kibosh on him. I could put the jinx on him. And we he could probably break just his did. Leg. I'm going to guarantee it. I'm he'll go out and break his leg third. week one. And you know he'll probably do it for? <clears throat> My stinking Jets. They'll, they'll probably be the team that deals for him if the Rodgers deal falls through. So I will have officially put in the Maloik on him yeah. by uh, saying he never well, gets hurt. you know, as Zach Ertz says, you know, the injury rate is 100% in this league as you continue to play. If you play long enough, you're going to get hurt. He has played a long time, and he hasn't had a significant injury. Boy, I do feel like we're putting the kibosh on the poor he's, guy. He's but, due. The old yeah. due theory. Kurt is due to miss a long chunk of time this upcoming year because he never has before. But I think it's fair in evaluation of quarterbacks like uh, Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts <laughs> that bring that added element and do run with the football and do put themselves at risk that you can factor that in when you're suggesting how much their contract should be. And both of those guys are working on a contract a little bit more immediacy to uh, the Ravens starting QB than the Eagles, but both of them are working toward it. And of course, both sides are going to have a different opinion on how much more at risk they are as a running quarterback. And I would come down on the team side if the team says, yes, we must factor that in. Sorry, player. I can't go with you on that one. If you say, no, 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 no. I'm just a player. You you can't hold it against me because I run because you want me to run. Yeah, but I can factor that in and I can say, here's why I can't give you every last penny, because if you do go down, it's going to cripple our franchise. I I come down on the team side on that one. Yeah, um, it's hard to come down on on team side because they make so much money. But uh, you have to be realistic about it as well, as I mentioned. I mean, You, you can look at it from that perspective, Jody. As a fan, if your team suffers a injury, a catastrophic injury, and they sign to guys I mentioned like a baseball contract, well, your team's going to be screwed, and you're going to be disappointed because you are playing with salary caps. You are, even though they're, you know, people are, becoming better and better at maneuvering and doing things like the Eagles are so adept at when you lose big time players on guaranteed contracts for significant money for significant years, that would be a devastating blow for a franchise. So you have to be honest about it. Um, And I know it's tough to be on the side of billionaires, but, they don't have an endless supply of money. So, I mean, that's why they fight for the things they they, they fight for. In a, in a capped world, I can, as a fan, uh, understand where a team comes down, where they want to draw a line in a negotiation and say, I'm just not going past that. Because you're in a capped world. If you're not, then it's just, is the owner willing to go to whatever links possible to put the best team on the field? In a cap world, you you have to – maybe it's the DNA that I have as a former general manager's son. Yeah, yeah. And I understand the management side of things. And that's in baseball, where they don't have a cap. Oh, in football, they have a cap, so I understand where the Eagles come from. All right. Uh, we're going to get our last break in here. And, again, uh, we're going to try and rebook Matt Manichari and haven't heard from him. Uh, I must have forgot that he had 
okay joining our show today. Uh, but another guy we're going to try and get on between now and the draft is uh, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, who's uh, a buddy of John's and has been good enough to come on my radio show as well. So we both reach out to him. Um, do me a favor. Do not look up Brad Spielberger on Twitter. Last night, he tweeted out, I did see his first mock draft. Hadn't done a mock draft. There are some people that have already done eight mock drafts at this point, and we'll do six more between now and the draft. <laughs> That's what they do. They just churn them out every other day. Brad put out his first mock last night. Without looking, who do you think he had the Eagles taking with, here's a little bit of a hint, their first first-round pick, which will tell you means <clears throat> they didn't take him at 10. So they either moved up or moved back. Howie Roseman did what Howie Roseman does. He did move in the first round of the draft. Who do you think Spielberger had the uh, Eagles taken? Um, so he did move? Yes. Can you tell either me which? Either up or back. I'm not going to tell you which. Oh, you're not going to tell me which. Um, All right, I'll go ahead and tell you. He moved back. Uh, um. How far did he move back? Uh, eh, all right, I'll give you the number. I'm making it easy for you here. To number 17. 17. Um, so mid-rounds, um, I would think uh, he took uh, one of the corners. I'm going to go uh, Joey Porter Jr. Joey Porter Jr. was not the guy that he took. Um, let's see. He's a PFF guy, so I, I got to rethink. Um, uh, I'm gonna not that kid from Georgia that I keep mentioning. That tight end, not the tight end from Georgia. No. Um. Uh. How about the defensive tackle from Northwestern? That that's probably too high. That's probably too high for him. Right. Um, uh, defensive tackle. I can't say his name. Addy uh, Addy. Just we're Addy just Addy. calling him Addy Addy. Addy Addy. Addy, Addy. Um, here's here's the fun part of that. He had them taking Addy Addy at number thirty. Had him keeping oh, the pick at thirty, trading down from ten to seventeen, but taking Addy Addy at thirty. But yeah, that's taking a, 17. That's a PFF pick, uh, uh, Addy Addy. That's why I went with him. Um, right. whew, uh, can you give me offense, defense? Offense. Offense, 17. Um, the Ohio State receiver. Yes. Jackson and Jigba. He had going to the Eagles at 17. You really... <laughs> And we know how he's no, taken wide receivers no, before. I, no. How he taken a wide receiver rather than someone in the trenches? I think there's a better chance I take Bijan. And he, you know where he had Bijan going? At oh, I didn't six, even think of Bijan. At I, number sixteen, right before the Eagles. So the Eagles trade down from ten, and they just miss out on him by one. Had him going to the Commanders at number sixteen, but they had him taking. Uh, uh, in Jigba at number 17, who I like as a player. If the Eagles did, I actually think it would be okay. But I'm with, I'm taking John, uh, John McMullen side here. Yeah, how he's not doing that. Uh, I, even though I could uh, rationalize it in my mind, because I think they need an upgrade at wide receiver three. I think Jigba is going to be a hell of a player in the NFL. 
yeah, no, the Eagles can't do that. No. Eagles have no. Eagles have other needs. No. no. Yeah, I mean, I'm hot. There's one football, guys. There's one football. I mean, they already have the number three offense. Um, and while you can say, well, they had the number two defense, yeah, but they lost uh, you know, right. almost half of the defense. The offense for the most part, except for Isaac Samalo and That's Miles it. Sanders. One one big guy. That's well, and Miles. And Miles. Um is coming back. And the key parts to it, you know, all pro center, all pro quarterback, all pro right tackle, pro bowl guard, um, pro bowl level tackle, pro bowl level tight end, pro bowl level receivers. You only got one football. You know, I mean, it's fun. We're not playing fantasy football. We're not playing video games. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be nice, but no, can't do it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm gonna have to disagree with Mr. Spielberg. And you gotta remember, Johnny, we gotta get him booked for next week because we gotta <laughs> ask him about this. I did. I at like two o'clock in the morning, I saw it popped up on my Twitter. I don't know when he tweeted it out, but he did put out his first. Uh, uh, mock last night. All right, we got to mock out, take a quick break, come back, put a bow on the show here on Birds Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. 
Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Guys, here we go. I'm 365. We got a couple of minutes left. Do us a favor. Hit the like button, like, share, subscribe. Come on. Take care of your boys. Mac and Mac here on Birch 365 before you get out of Dodge. All right. Before we get out of Dodge, I just punched up because I was doing Brad's uh, mock draft off the top of my head. I remember reading it last night at 2.10 in the morning, whatever time it was. Uh, and there's one other aspect I, I had forgotten about I needed to tell you. Eagles take Jackson Smith and Jigbit number 17 wide receiver. Don't see it. John doesn't see it. I don't see it. Uh, at number 18, Kalijah can't see the defensive tackle. So he's going to be on the board as per Spielberger draft. That's your guy, Johnny. He's they're They're yeah. passing on a defensive tackle to take a wide receiver at number 17. Um, yeah, I don't think they would. Yeah, you don't. Um, I don't know I, if they like can't I knew, I knew you wouldn't. Uh, you know, I I'm I think they might be uh, not on the uh Cancy train, uh, the more people I talk to. Uh so they might have some you know, issues with the size there. And he's probably only um uh, a situational player and they already have a situational player in the other lane. I don't know how many of those you want to carry. Um, obviously, they like to come at you at waves on the defensive line, but um, I, I think that's trending in a negative direction, but uh, we'll see. As we get closer, you tend to get better information, and um, I, I, if there's some way they could get Jalen Carter – or Tyree Wilson. I think that's the best case scenario for Philadelphia as I stand here right now today. That would be my best guess. And I don't know if they can get either. Right. Um, and we did get one day closer. We'll be one day closer tomorrow as we continue our countdown to the draft. Two good draft guys tomorrow. Uh, and we got to apologize. Only got you one guest today. We'll try and get rescheduled with Matt Manicharian. D-Gun from Sports Talk here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, who I, for years, wanted to hear what he had to say about the draft. Knew he put his homework in when he was full-time at NBC Sports. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking draft with D-Gun. And then Eric Edholm, who has been a uh, couple-time guest with us here before on uh, Birds 365, went from Yahoo to the NFL.com, so he's now part of the mothership. Uh, but Eric's also very good at evaluating the draft. Looking forward to getting him on tomorrow. So, Johnny Mac, uh, we came up one guest short today. I got faith in the two guys. We got booked tomorrow. I'm going to be back here tomorrow. How about you? Yeah, we got to do it, man. More draft, more Bijan talk. Let's get everybody fired up. Bijan again tomorrow. Lots of draft talk on Birds 365. McMullen and McDonald in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365. <laughs> 
the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.